Hey friends, you're listening to Your Credit Today with Angela Setters Bassard, the real credit queen. Join me each week as I share industry tips, secrets, and financial advice that just makes you feel like conquering the world. I also love to share the stage or the airwaves with interesting leaders and experts that have great value to share for friends of all ages. Now, sit back or sit up in your car and get ready to download this next amazing and fun show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's actually the afternoon where I'm at in California. This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today with the Real Credit Queen. And I'm super excited. I have an amazing guest on my show today. And I have to tell you, I have been waiting for him to be on this show. And I know that you guys are going to enjoy the content and really take in everything that he has to say. But you know, I always like to start with a little quote. Like Steve Jobs said, it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and tell them what to do. Hire smart people so that they can tell you what to do. And just like that, I have an amazing guest that I just talked about and a leader who's going to do just that. Owen, good afternoon. How are you today? Good morning, good afternoon, or indeed good evening to you all. I am doing fabulous. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You and I met, I think about maybe three or four years ago, and I felt like it was an immediate connection because we both have such a passion for helping people. And I see you do it all the time. Obviously, you're on Clubhouse every single day. You're, you know, doing webinars. You're doing, I mean, you're just all over the place. You're, you're just a ball of energy. I, I am. I am. I have this infliction of never sleeping and constantly talking. I, <laughs> it doesn't make a difference whether it's to you on the phone, a Clubhouse room for a couple of hundred people, on Good Morning America, Zoom calls, podcasts, YouTube channels, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. It doesn't make a difference. You will find me talking at someone about how they can better themselves and obviously specifically revolving around credit, credit card points, free travel. That's my bag. Yeah, I like that bag. And I like that accent that you have. I won't try to do it because I think that's probably <laughs> present to people that have that beautiful accent. <laughs> but listen, so Owen, this is a show where we really educate people and help people understand things that they may not have known before listening to us today. So I'm going to lead some questions and I just would like you to just do your natural do-to-do thing and answer them. So my first question is, What's the best advice you were given and who gave it to you? Oh, that is a loaded question. I could do 45 minutes just on that. Okay, okay, you know, when it comes to uh, business, here's a couple of cute sayings that I like. The first one is don't ever expect anything from anyone unless you've done something for them first. Giving is absolutely the most important thing you can do. If you've got information or products or services that you can help someone, give it to them because they will remember that and they'll help you back in future. The other one I like, my dad always used to say to me, um, having money won't make you happy. Not having money will make you unhappy. (laughs) 
So what's the middle part of that? <laughs> well, I see that's that's you see I think in today's day and age this capitalist world everyone is just trying to work hard and get as much money as possible. That is not your aim and objective. Your aim and objective is to work out how much money you need where it doesn't affect your unhappiness. So, you know, for every person that's different. But what I'm saying is the aim of the game is just because you can make money doesn't mean that's all you should do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into these things. I can tell you down to the sense how many dollars I need every year in order to not be unhappy. And I do that amount. And then I start to either look at more scalable ways of passive income and spend my time traveling, which is really what my passion is. You know, just working 20 hours a day and then retiring is not a, an efficient plan. That's oh, a very. No. That's a financially efficient plan, but then you're going to get to the end of your life and realize you didn't do anything. All you did was work. So so finding balance uh, between business and pleasure, or indeed, if if you're lucky enough as I am to mix the two where I actually enjoy what I do and I help people and I get paid to do that, that's the, the golden circle. Absolutely. I love that. And thank you for sharing that with us. Tell us a little bit about your why in life. Like you just, you just kind of gave us a little bit of story. You told us how your dad taught you so, something that is so invaluable. But you know, why do you get up every morning and do what you do? Value. It's just one word. It's value. If you, everybody wants value, and everybody wants to give value. Uh, we are a community. The, on this particular um, audio, it, we, you and I are a community. You're a part yes. of the female community. I'm a part of the male community. We're both a part of the American community. The, the, it's all concentric circles. You're a part of groups. And in those groups, you can find business. You can find love. You can find trust. You can find information. You can find whatever it is that you're looking for. So fundamentally, it comes down to value. And money, which seems to be everyone's number one topic, is just an exchange rate for value, right? Don't forget, mm. money itself doesn't have the value. It's what you can swap it for, what you can barter it for that has the value. So if everyone spends all their time focused on the money, um, they're not going to be bringing much value. If you focus on the value, the money will come because it can't get to you without the money. So. Mm-hmm. What is your skill set and how are you going to help someone? I promise you, if you help someone, uh, you will find that they will bring you value. And they might give that to you in a barter form of money, or it could be something else. And Mm. just because you have your rates for your products or services doesn't mean that you won't accept other forms of value. I'll give, yes. you an, I'll give you an example. I do a lot of pro bono work. You know, the, the vast majority of how I earn my money is from people either paying for my time to answer their questions about credit cards and points and flying for free, or it's they're purchasing my online course. But I do a lot of helping people out. So I had a call last week from a friend of mine who said that their maid lost her parent in Mexico and she can't afford to go home for the funeral. Can I help? Mm. And I was able to, I was able to put her on a plane to Mexico and back for this funeral, and it didn't cost anyone anything. I just clicked a few buttons, used some credit card points, and off she went. Now they didn't pay me. Wait for a minute. That. Wait a minute. Yeah. I need to stop you there for a minute. Yeah. Because here's the thing, and I love that story that you just used. But 
The thing is, is that you chose to do that. And I think that is so beautiful. And absolutely, it didn't cost anything in the whole scheme of things. But at the end of the day, those were points that you had earned that you decided and made a choice to give away. Let me talk you through it because what I was going to say was off she went and she went to the funeral. Now, they didn't pay me for that, but I guarantee you at some point, either my friend or that young lady is going to be able to do something for me. I don't know what that is. I don't know when it is. And I also don't care. And that's not the reason that I did it. But the point is that I gave them value and now they forever will be open to giving me value. And in what form that comes, it may not be a check. It might be a phone number. It might be cleaning my house. It might be picking up my child from school when I'm running late. I have no idea, but it will be a value. And I want to pick up on what you just said about me being able to do that. Different people are at different chronological parts of their credit journey. Some people are trying to rebuild their credit, restore it. Other people are looking to travel for free, which is what I specialize in. But there's a level after that. I have accumulated so many credit card points. I do all the free travel that I want, which now allows me to be relatively generous and charitable with the leftover points that I've got. So depending on where you are in your journey, if you're restoring your credit, there's certain credit cards you need. Once you've got good credit, then you can come hang out with me and watch my online course. And now you're going to get the right credit cards for your lifestyle and start earning tons of points. And once you learn how to use those points, you can then do all the travel you want. In the last week alone, I flew from LA to London, London to Ibiza, Ibiza back to London, London to Paris, and Paris back to Los Angeles. And I paid the same for it as you paid for your lunch at Starbucks because I have that skill set. But what's the next level after that? There's always someone better off, Angela, and there's always someone worse off. And in the case of most people who are looking to fly for free, I am the person who is better off. I've got more points and therefore I can start to do other things with my points apart from free travel. And in this case, it's free travel for someone else, but it could also mean taking money off of my credit card bill. It can be converting them to gift cards. It can be linking it to my Amazon account and getting free stuff on Amazon. There's a whole host of other things that can be done with points when you get to that level. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Well, a lot of bit about that, but I just love the fact. And I want to encourage you and tell you also that, you know, the way that you explained it, as far as the value that you get back, the best book I've ever read said that whatever you sow, you will reap. And the thing is, is that I believe whatever we do, no matter what we're doing, we are sowing. And it may not be, like you said, with the same person that you will reap it back, but you will reap it back in your life. And I think that that is the best attitude to have is to always have your hands open, prepared to give. And what you also said is you don't even care if you get it back. And that's exactly why you will get it back. Now, moving right along, you know, I was telling that to my staff the other day to to age myself. I said, okay, guys, moving right along. And then I started singing the Muppet song, moving right along, but loose <laughs> and fancy free. <laughs> they were like, 
what are you talking about? <laughs> because they're all in their 20s, you know, and here I am. We won't go into what my age is, but did you ever watch that Muppets episode? <laughs> I, did, I did. I'm unfortunately old enough to know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, good. You talked a little bit about what your dad taught you as far as the mindset of money, which I loved. But did anyone teach you about money when you were growing up, like by what they did? Yeah. Okay. First of all, you've just reminded me of something else my father used to say. He used to say, being a millionaire won't make you happy, but I'd like to find out the hard way. <laughs> Which which I think is hysterical. Okay, let's talk about financial literacy. Essentially, I work in a, in a weird corner of financial literacy, right? Because obviously I know my stuff around credit, credit cards and points and, and the benefits of credit cards. That's what I specialize in as the points partner. But when you take away the sexy coating of that, uh, of beds on planes for free, it's financial literacy. And the most frustrating thing that I find being an American with a British accent is the lack of financial literacy that there is in this country. So far, there is only one state in America that teaches financial literacy, and that only started three months ago in Florida. And that is what's missing. Why are we teaching kids how to do algebra and where to put commas in sentences when they leave school and they enter the real world? What they actually need to know is how do they restore their own credit? How does the credit system work? How does the banking system work? How much taxes should they pay? Should they have an LLC, an S Corp, a C Corp? And all of the real estate, mortgages, HELOCs, none of the things that real humans, real adults need to know about are they teaching. And there is a lot of conspiracy theories around the government and the wealthy uh, holding everyone else back so they can prey upon us with with predatorial interest loans and all that kind of good stuff. Or there's just a much more reasonable answer, which is it just hasn't been brought to fruition yet. But if you ask the average adult what they don't know about that they'd like to, I guarantee you one thing, it's financial literacy in some form. Either it's about credit cards, banks, car loans, taxes, or something that is finance engulfed or marinated or garnished. There is just no way that it's anything but that. And it is my absolute honor to be a financial literacy educator, teacher, confidant, media personality, whatever you want to call it. Fundamentally, I enjoy helping people with their financial literacy. The number one stress that we have in this country is money. In fact, not just this country, across the world. The things that people should really care about, which is their, their health and their wealth, are ironically the two things that everyone is struggling with the most. So to be a part of that educational process is phenomenal because I, you know, I've done jobs in the past that I didn't enjoy, but made lots of money. I've also done jobs that I love doing that didn't make any money. And now I've managed to find a beautiful combination of the two where I can make a, a decent living and I can make other people a decent living or indeed help them with a part of their life or save them some money or improve their credit score or get them a cheaper mortgage or get them beds on planes for free or get them access to the lounge at the airport or a free ride to the airport or whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. To have that education and then quite frankly, power to be able to affect those things is a responsibility that I don't take lightly. 
there's a lot of moral implications with what I do. And I take those incredibly seriously. So now back to the question though. So who was it that taught you about money and tell, and give me an example of what they taught? Yeah, I, d- I don't think my education on finances came from the home. I think mine was out of yearning to, to learn it. I think, you know, for me, it, 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 I came in the back door because, you know, I was traveling a lot for work and I was always jealous of people who got beds on planes and I just figured they were rich people. And from traveling a lot, I realized that they weren't rich people. They were people that had the right credit cards. And then I got super into air miles and getting myself upgraded. And then credit cards is a natural progression from there. And from credit cards, I realized that not everyone has good credit, so they can't even get the credit cards. All right, so great. How do I fix people's credit? And so on and so forth. And I I just went down a road. But I'd I'd love to tell you a story because when when you ask about my parents, it makes me think of when I was a, a kid growing up in London. And I used to sit on a Friday night at my grandparents' dinner table. And my grandfather was always leaning to one side. And I remember leaning over to my mother and whispering to her, why is Papa leaning to one side? And she would say, oh, he keeps all of his money in his back right pocket because he doesn't trust the banks. Mm. And I always thought that was interesting. He carried all of his entire wealth in his back right pocket. And that's why he was leaning on one side. And that mistrust of the banks back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and then the massive lack of trust towards credit cards. You know, when credit cards first came out, people misused them. They didn't understand it. They didn't have the financial literacy. Everybody got into debt and they were deemed or stamped or branded as horrific, terrible financial instruments that nobody should use. And so many people to this day are brought up by their parents and grandparents to, with that same mentality of, that credit cards are bad. And, you know, back then cash was king. And, and when we talk about kings and we talk about that back then, we talk about Elvis. Elvis was the king. But here's the thing. Elvis has left the building and that's now been replaced. That cash has been replaced with Justin Bieber and Beyonce and they are credit cards. And the world has evolved on, you know, cash, cash is gone and credit cards are in. And the uh, benefits that are available surrounding credit cards. And I'm not just talking about points and air miles or cashback. I'm also talking about access to exclusive events, exclusive lounges. I'm also talking about purchase protection. If you go and buy a laptop, you go into the Apple store today, Angela, and you and I buy a laptop and you pay cash and I pay my credit card and we both go outside and somebody steals those laptops from us. I'm getting a free new laptop. You're not. Why is that? Purchase protection. Good, all good credit cards have purchase protection. And for up to 90 days, if it gets lost, stolen, broken, you forget it on a park bench, you simply get it back. Friends, listen to what he said. All good credit cards, okay? Because that's the difference in what he just said as far as the cash part and using a credit card that is going to give you that protection. But that's why you've heard me in past shows talk about it's so important to read about the benefits of the credit card or the insurance plan or whatever it is that you're investing in and you're using. You have to read the instructions and the benefits. You know, I tell this story all the time that when my kids were young, 
you know, we got a VHS machine or whatever. And they just plugged it up and said, okay, let's put the tape in. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to read about the benefits and how to actually use this. And it was a teaching moment for me to teach my children not to always just go willy-nilly. A lot of people have credit cards in their pocket or in their wallet, Owen, that they don't even know the power behind. Wouldn't you oh, agree? Oh, oh, you, you're getting me fired up here. Okay, the first thing is, if anyone who's listening to this goes and Googles me, The Points Partner, right? Go to thepointspartner.com. You'll see how much gray hair I have. And the reason I have gray hair is when you get a new credit card, you rip it, you rip it off the front page, you sign the back, and you're done. I take that 40-page leaflet and I read every single word of it to see what the rules and regulations are, what the benefits are, and all of the yummy points that I can get from it. Looking and reading at the information that you're provided with is absolutely imperative. And most people don't even do that. Um, I want to I give you another example um, of purchase protection. Uh, and I, admittedly, this is an extreme example, but it's absolutely a true story. I used to run a photographic network many years ago, 15, 20 years ago, and I bought uh, $20,000 worth of camera gear for my staff, lenses and flashes and all that good stuff. And I bought the stuff at a store here in Hollywood, and I drove back home to run in the house to grab something before I was going to go drop it all off. And when I came back out to my car, somebody had followed me from the store broken into my car and stolen the entire lot. I didn't call the police. I didn't call my car insurance. I didn't call my household insurance. I didn't call my wife at the time. I called American Express. I, I, I paid for it on the American Express business platinum. I called American Express and I told them what I just told you, Angela. They put me on hold for 30 seconds and they came back to me and said, we've put the $20,000 back on your card sorry for the inconvenience. Please go back to the store and buy it all again. Ugh, wow. And that's called, ladies and gentlemen, insurance back security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, you know, people, um, you know, my website is the number one independent website in America for credit card applications and approvals. I get a thousand messages a day from people asking me about which credit card is best for them. Uh, and I get a lot of the time people moaning at me that the, the annual fees on these credit cards. And I'll say this, there is not a single annual fee of a credit card in America today that is not easy, easily justified if you understand the benefits of the card. Um, Absolutely. I'll, I'll Return you, on investment. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you just one example. The American Express business platinum card that we were just talking about, it's the most expensive publicly available credit card on the market. It's $695 a year. I consistently get between four and $6,000 worth of benefit out of that card every year. And that's before we even talk about the points. That's just right. on the benefits. You know, it comes with free global entry and pre-check. That's a hundred bucks right there. It comes with uh, priority pass access to 1200 lounges around the all the airports. That's 400 bucks of value. It comes with access to the Delta Lounge if you're flying Delta that day. That's worth about 300 bucks. It comes with access to the Amex Centurion Lounges. That is priceless. You cannot buy your way into an Amex Lounge unless you have that card. So I don't even know how you would value that. 
It comes with upgraded status on car rental companies and hotels. Again, there's no price you can put on that. It comes with a 24 hours a day concierge. That's like having an assistant for $20,000 a year. It cut, you know, the, the list just goes on and on and on. So by understanding the detail of these cards, there is tremendous value there, but you have to read it or at least watch my course or give me a call and I'll talk you through it. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Well, and so my last question before we actually talk a little bit more about those points is what's the single most absolute favorite thing that you get to do in your business besides talking about points? Beds on planes for free. Uh, <laughs> get on it, planes for yeah, free. It, it's not rocket science. Um, I, I have studied credit cards, points, miles, airports, lounges, and classes of service on, on aircraft for 20 years. Um, there is no feeling in the world better than leaving my house, taking an Uber or a Lyft for free to the airport, going through clear, rush to the front of the security line for free, going to a lounge, eating, drinking, having a shower, in some of them even jumping in a pool or a jacuzzi for free, and then being escorted onto the plane first where I turn left and not right and having a six-foot lay-flat bed with five-star cuisine for 14 hours, all for free, and then arriving the other end and going to a five-star hotel for free. There is no, for me, there is no better feeling than that. And that can only be achieved if you are a multimillionaire or you have the right credit cards. Or if you listen to the points partner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, that's, uh, you know, I've dedicated my life at this point, my life, not just my business. Notice the phraseology there, not my business, my life, because the, the difference between when I'm working and not working um, is just whether I'm getting paid for it or not. I do, I, this right. is what I, this is who I am, Angela. If I'm not talking about putting people on beds on planes and I'm not working, what am I doing? I'm on beds and planes myself. So, right. you know, it, it's, it's a lifestyle. It, it, it is also a business. But, you know, here's where it gets fun. Here's a massive irony for you. I'm a huge believer in passive income, right? How can you make money while you're sleeping? Some call it mattress money. How can you make money in your mattress while you're sleeping? I make more money when I'm traveling for free than when I'm working. Because when I'm working, I have to pay for everything. I have to pay for my lunch, my breakfast. I have to pay for everything. When I'm traveling, it's all paid for me. And then I rent out my house on Airbnb while I'm gone. So I make more money on vacation than I do while I'm working, getting other people vacations. Isn't that a weird That's fantastic. Concept? Strange, but true. I love it. I love it. So let our last little segment here is talking really about the best credit cards. What would you say are your top five credit cards that you would suggest that have the best points and the best power. Yeah. So the first thing I'll say is there's no such thing as a good credit card or a bad credit card. What there is, is a good credit card for you or a bad credit card for you. It depends on you. Who are you? How old are you? How much money do you spend? What's your credit score? What banks, credit card companies or institutions are you currently with? There's a lot of factors here, but the major one 
is where do you spend your money? If you spend money in the supermarket, that is a different credit card to where you're spending money on marketing for your business. If you're spending money on travel, that is a different credit card to where you spend money on office supplies. So the most obvious one, if we look at it from a statistical perspective, the obvious place is when we talk about food and drink. That represents 85% of all the swipes anyone does on their credit card. When it comes to food and drink, there is no question, hands down, the most applied for credit card on my website, more than every other credit card combined, is the American Express Rose Gold card. I will now tell you, Angela, or indeed your listeners, everything you will ever need to know about this card. The card is available in two colors, gold or rose gold. It's the same card, whichever color you prefer. The card has a $250 annual fee, but don't let that throw you off. You're going to get back $240 of that when you phone the number on the back of the card and you ask card services to enroll you in the dining program, which is free to do. And once you've done that, you're going to get 10 bucks back every month at a whole bunch of places, which include Grubhub, Seamless, the Cheesecake Factory, Wine.com. There's like a bunch of them, right? So in other words, order one mil a month from Grubhub and you're already getting back 120 bucks a year. The other thing the card comes with is a separate credit for Uber and Uber Eats that you do not need to enroll for. So as long as you put your gold card and or your rose gold card in both your Uber app and your Uber Eats app, you'll be getting back another $120 every year. So now that annual fee acts as a $10 annual fee. The card now, where do you see that? Do you see that as a credit on your, um, in your invoice? In your Uber account. In your Uber account every month, 10 bucks shows up. Yeah, Got it. The card comes with a 60,000-point sign-up bonus for spending $4,000 within six months. That's an average spend of 750 bucks a month, which is incredibly achievable for most people. 60,000 points, bear in mind, points are not created equal. So Amex points are the most valuable of all the points. They are worth four times what a hotel point is worth. They're worth three times what an airline point is worth. So 60,000 points as a sign-up bonus is an awesome deal. The card gives you four times points on all of your food and drink. Doesn't make a difference whether it's a grocery store, supermarket, cafe, bar, coffee house, restaurant, food delivery, delicatessen, anywhere that serves food or drink, you're getting four times points. Now, run the math with me here, Angela. The average person in America spends a thousand bucks a month across all of those food and drink categories combined. That means they're going to get 4,000 points a month. Plus, you're still getting one point for every dollar spent anywhere else. Everyone's got bills. Everyone's got doctors, lawyers, dentists, Hulu, Netflix, clothing, and the rest of life that is thrown at you. So we'll call that another 1,000 bucks. The average person's going to get 5,000 points a month out of this card. That means at the end of year one, you're going to have about 60,000 points. Plus, you're going to have the 60,000 points that you got as a sign-up bonus. So you'll be sitting pretty with the best part of 120,000 Amex points. Angela, even if you were drunk and blindfolded and hung upside down on Amex's travel website, <laughs> that would be $1,200 worth of free travel. But for those people that know how to transfer points or for those of your listeners that have already watched 
my Fly Free Academy, you'll know that you can transfer those points out of American Express and into a frequent flyer program. And that would be more than enough to put you on a six foot lay flat bed business class from anywhere in America to anywhere in Asia or Europe and back again. And to buy that ticket would be about $7,000. And you will have paid just 10 bucks for it. Oh, I know, because I just booked my tickets out three months ago to Italy. And I'm loving that we're going to be on those beds in the middle of the night, sleeping away until we get there. Indeed. So given what I've just said, my starting point for anyone with a 690 credit score with no major derogatories would be the American Express Rose Gold card. That's the starting point. But And then eventually you end up like me and you have 47 credit cards and you scale the whole thing up. But that is the absolute bare minimum starting point. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Well, listen, friends, that Owen and I could sit here and talk all day. And he has given us so much, as he said in the beginning, so much value today. Owen, can you tell our listeners where they can reach you? Absolutely. Primarily thepointspartner.com. And if you haven't done so already, go check out the Fly Free Academy. It's my online course that will teach anyone how to get from zero to hero in all of this flying for free stuff. I also do a bunch on Instagram at the points partner, TikTok at the points partner, and pretty much anywhere at the points partner, you will find me. This is what I do for a living. So if you have questions, let me know and I'll be happy to see you through. Also in the course itself, you can ask questions under each video and I kind of get back to you in real time for the most part. So that's me. That's where you can find me. My name is Owen, the points partner, and I put people on beds on planes for free. I love it. I love it. Well, friends and fans out there, you heard it here. This is A to the N to the G, the real credit queen with Owen. Owen, thank you so much for coming to the show today. It was an honor and a privilege to speak to you. Every time I get the opportunity to have a little bit of your time, I not only learn so much, but I learned so much about you and what an amazing individual you are. And I'm so glad and happy to be your friend and to be able to work with you. So thank you so much for that opportunity. And friends, you know you can play this back, but hey, you know what? I always have to give a shameless plug. If you have not subscribed to this show, please hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends and family about the amazing tips and information that you're learning from this voice here. Bon voyage.